Hello and welcome to another episode of Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast. My name is Mark, one of your hosts. I'm here with my wonderful wife. That's me, yeah, Jamie. See, it, doesn't, <laughs> it sucks when it gets done to you, doesn't yeah. it? Um, we don't have a lot of time for an intro, so we're going to have to just jump right into it because we have it. a lot to cover. We are, what day is it? It's Thursday. Yes. So it's, it's the day after AEW Dynamite um, and only a few days before AEW's fourth and final pay-per-view of the year full gear oh you got it correct this time i did i i that's what that's what that long pause was was my brain processing like not, the difference not between all out, the words all out. all out in full gear <laughs> it's the two word thing i can only i can only like pay attention to the patterns of the words understandable so i know two words so when you name all of your pay-per-views fucking two words except for one it's one word i i don't know how are you doing jamie i'm doing well i should already know that we've Live together. Yeah. I'm doing well. I'm ready to go over some uh, WWE wrestling. What do you think? I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready. Up first, we had Monday Night Raw. Uh, and we started out with... Monday Night Rollins. Monday Night Rollins. We yes. started off with Rollins coming out and cutting a promo about just how great he is. And how crispy his hair is. It was extra crispy. Very. Super chicken fried, extra KFC style. <laughs> it was bad. The drip grod had some uh, dry hair. He could, yeah, he could have used a little bit, a little bit of that baby oil off of somebody back there and just kind of <laughs> threw it up in in them locks because that shit looked like Miss Frizzle up. And I, I don't know, that was bad. That was bad. I don't know what he's doing with that. I don't. Know, I hope he's planning on something. Also, why do like every time there is some type of pro- promo with Seth Rollins? It gets interrupted with somebody else feuding with somebody else, and then just Seth Rollins is just like, nope. Yeah, I don't know. It just keeps happening. Yeah, because Bobby. Weird. Yeah, Bobby Lashley came out, was talking trash about that's my United States title, and then Ali came out talking trash to Bobby Lashley. So Bobby Lashley beat the shit out of Ali, and then Rollins did the same thing he's done for the past three weeks, and just. Kind of walked out the ring and up the ring. Yeah, and Mustafa Ali just kept getting up. So Bobby Lashley was like, "If you want it, you can have it, but it's not going to be good." Yep. And so up next was uh, Mustafa Ali versus Bobby Lashley. And pretty much it was like any other time he's fought Bobby Lashley, it was just an absolute slaughter. Oh yeah, he just beat the hell out of him. At one point, uh, Bobby Lashley actually picked Mustafa up and threw him at Corey Graves like he was just. Yeah, I actually missed that part. I remember you. I could hear you from the living room, but I don't know what it they're was doing. Good. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing with Ali though. Like this, great. It, it, you make Bobby Lashley look strong. Like great. Like, but it doesn't need to be Mustafa Ali that it comes and does that. You know. But he you, was like on the up and up for a little bit, like being super tough guy. Like you know, you give me this opportunity, and I liked that. I liked that side of him. And then all of a sudden, it's just you're gonna keep calling out Bobby Lashley, and nothing's gonna happen. Yeah, it's like his gimmick is. Odd. It's like his gimmick is like, well, I'm I'm never gonna you know never gonna stop until I get it. Well, that that's not how it works. If you 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 challenged him and you sure. lost, and now just because it went to another person doesn't mean you just I'm gonna challenge him because I don't know. It just makes him look almost desperate. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And when you put him up against you know your triple your triple A talent, and to just get absolutely destroyed, it's like, damn, what are you gonna do? It's unfortunate. Like, you're just burying the poor guy. Yeah. Like, I hope they do something with him. I hope, like, Bobby Lashley takes him under his wing or something and does something with him. But it's bad. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Um, well, Bobby clearly got the win. Yep. 
Yep, because I haven't seen that a mile away. Um, AJ Styles then challenges Finn Balor at Survivor Series. Yes. And says that this is the end of it, but that tonight he has a match to worry about, so he's got to uh, move on himself. Really, really spreading out this Judgment Day OC feud. I mean, it's... And then again, I don't know what other faction, maybe except for Hit Row. Well, I guess that would be Hit Hit Row with, with multiple people, with a female individual. Uh-huh. So I guess you could only go so many routes with this this feud. I mean, but you got Hit Row, and now you got... Well, now, see, I start talking, and I start thinking. You've got... Uh, <laughs> Talk yourself right back out of it. Uh, the group that Selena Vega's in. Mm-hmm. I can never remember their name. It's Fantasmo. either. Del Fantasmo, I believe. Yeah, something it was Del Santos Fa- Escobar. Yep. Yep. Um... I think, honest to God, that WWE is gearing up to a trios tag titles. That would be interesting. I think. Well, I mean, look at it. There's multiple three man tag teams. Yeah. I mean, granted, the New Day is one of the original ones that are present, but you know, Big E's out. But you've got I just named four of them. All of them having a female counterpart in the group. I mean, it. It's a dynamic that WWE hasn't really gone into much was you know a little bit of t- a little bit with the intergender i think it'd be cool to see a trio's tag title match or tag champions and i don't know sure i mean similar... they just got rid of a belt i mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah well uh, yeah look, yeah but i think they're looking for another mid-card women's belt i don't think they're eh, hope not no no you don't want the cruiserweight of women's no, you need like the intercontinental of women's. Well, that's what a mid card. Yeah, uh, yeah belt is. you know, intercontinental championship is like pretty top. They're tier. trying. To, they're trying to put a lot. I I think that's the one nice thing about having Roman have both world championship belts mm-hmm. is it's you know they're not going anywhere, so you have to build stories around your mid card, your intercount, your like intercontinental, your United States. You do States. have to, especially somebody that Roman that just comes out doesn't really wrestle much, right? That's yeah. It's you can't. It, theory said it perfect later on in the night when he talks about it. You know, Roman's the top dog. Like I can't beat him because the bloodline's always there. He's always going to be champion, right? As if long somebody's as not everything there, stays the way it is. Yeah. If somebody from the bloodline's not there, then you've got you know a professional boxer there mm-hmm. to back you up. Right. And, so and I'm going to go. A lot of sense. I'm going to go for my next achievable goal, and that's the sure. the mid card belt because that's my belt. That's the one that I'm bringing prestige to. Well, we haven't gotten there yet, but I know. I'm sorry. I'm all over have. the place tonight. Gotten to Mia Yim's re-debut versus Tamina. I put Snooka. That's not right. That, she Tamina. doesn't go by that anymore. Tamina, nobody Mina. WWE does Yeah. If something's wrong and something does somebody in their personal life that is corru- that is wrong, WWE just erases it. Pretends like it never <laughs> happened. I.e. Uh, Jimmy Superfly who? Chris Benoit. Chris, Chris who? Mm. Jericho? He's in that other company. <laughs> A t-shirt company. <laughs> the office the office company. The office supply company. Yes. Um, so again, we had Mia Yim versus Tamina. Nobody Mina. Uh Rhea and Dominic Mysterio were ringside. And it was a quick one. I mean, of course. Right. Mia Yim's back. Of course she picked up the win. Now uh, with the eat defeat. And of course, all of this is is pending um her being offered a spot in Damage, damage control. control. Plus yeah, you know, I think we can just Plus say damage Nikki. control at this point. Yeah. I think I think they're all three damage, damage control. control. <laughs> but she has a she has an open invite to join to join, to join damage control. 
damage controlled. Yep, and that yes. happens, but not right after this. So you're like, you're not quite there. I told you I'm all over the place tonight. Because <laughs> that does happen, but Too not much yet. coffee. Not enough coffee. But not yet. Um, so Mia ends up winning. Rhea comes up to the apron like she's going to get in the ring. And right. then, you know, heel move. She doesn't. So we're kind of, you know, adding a little bit of fuel to the flame when it comes to Rhea Ripley and uh, Mia Yim. I mean, do we need to add any more fuel to that flame? Rhea is white hot. Oh, yeah. With heel heat. And it's oh, yeah. awesome. She thrives in this environment. Oh, she's killing it. Oh, she's great. I just, I, I love it. I love the, the like, dirty mommy thing which she's got going for with Dominic real? it's so like one of those ones where you're just like ugh it's I hate it but I, I love seeing it every time it's subtle to it's me, not overplayed like Ty Mello and you know Sammy Guevara right. to me it's like a, a more sinister version of Karrion Cross and uh, yeah, Scarlet. Scarlet she's in it because she's with Karrion Cross right. Rhea's in it because she gets her fucking rocks off on it. Who fucking sure. knows? Or it benefits her in some sure. way, but she's not tied to this kid. I'm really excited, and this is jumping companies again. I'm really oh, excited yeah. to see what's going to happen with Julia Hart if she's going to be taking more of a dominant role. Yes, and this I hope as so. opposed to Malachi Black. It's kind of seeming that way, which That's... I'm excited for. Not that I don't like Malachi Black leading the the group, but I like the idea of strong, independent woman. Well, I mean, of course. <laughs> no, I I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I I think I agree. 100%. Uh, up next in on WWE Raw, Riddle was backstage with Kathy Kelly. And he was talking about his new band with Elias and, his you bong. know, playing his bongs. and Again, I'm so tired of that show. Oh, that joke so overplayed. It would have been funny the first time and then just dropped, but nope. Yep. Uh, then Chad Gable and Otis showed up and Chad says that he was going to beat Riddle. Riddle. Chad Gable says that he's going to beat Riddle like Otis beat Elias last week. Mm, and little Shinfo, Elias, and Riddle apparently are in a band now. Yes. According to Riddle. According to Riddle. They haven't Corey Graves the... suggested a god Oh my god, name. I wish I remember what the name was. It was Smelly Grandpa. <laughs> it was something stupid like that. It's Corey Graves. I mean... Guy oh, listens, that one was pretty dumb. Guy looks like a fucking extra out of a Necromantics music video. He really does. I hate every time the camera cuts to him and he has nothing to say. He's got to like do the eyebrow. Mm-hmm. The <sighs> yeah. But lately on commentary, I've really been digging his commentary. Really? Yeah. I still don't like him. Not digging. I don't like. I don't like Kevin how he Patrick. talks. You don't like Kevin Patrick? Oh, I no, love Kevin Patrick. Not di- not digging him. That's funny. <laughs> mm. No, not really digging the dynamic. Mm. Well, I mean, your choice in. And men was always terrible anyways. Look who you married. That's horrible. I know. I, I can't lie. I'm missing Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee's my favorite. Like, he really is. I hated him at first. I was like, who is oh, this I guy? Oh, hate, I hated Pat McAfee. But now I'm like, look at him dancing for Pat fucking McAfee, Shinsuke. Pat McAfee, come back. So yeah, Riddle, blah, blah, blah. We're going to fight later. That happened. But not yet. Because no. We have about 300 backstage segments, so let's let's go with backstage segment number two. Damage control and Mia, Yim, they're mm. in the back. Right. Uh, then this is when damage control is like, hey, you should join us. And she was kind of hesitant. AJ Styles, uh, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows. We call them Doc Gallows or Luke Gallows? Luke Gallows. Okay, Luke Gallows. <laughs> they all come in and... Uh, uh, Mia just kind of looks around at them and she says, uh, well, I was just leaving anyways. 
kind of leaves damage control in the high and dry with no answer whatsoever. Yeah. Well, they you got to remember, they walked up with a cooler full of beers. That's true. It was time to drink. Yeah. Too sweet. Yeah. All that good stuff. Then it was time for Riddle versus Chad Gable. And maybe an unpopular opinion. In my eyes, the match of the night. Oh, 100%. It was just a fantastic, like, literal, fast-paced wrestling at its finest. And it, it, you got two, two guys that are, are highly trained in, in this sport of wrestling. Not saying anybody else is less trained or anything like that. But honest to God, like, you've got These Chad dudes Gable. literally are professional fighters. Oh, yeah. Like, you got Chad Gable, who's, who's I'm just an absolute phenomenal athlete yeah and same olympic thing with athlete and same thing with riddle like he was he was in the ufc granted it just both of them are just the entire match was great i i love watching chad gable i love watching matt riddle just for the technical aspects of them and then putting them in the ring together it was it was great it I, really was i wish they wouldn't have ended it the way they did uh chad gable ends up winning by uh rolling up riddle and if i remember right he not only did that, yeah, I think he put his feet on, yeah, he put his feet on the ropes and then Otis grabbed his feet and held them down right? so that he couldn't, there was no way that Riddle was going to kick out. Right. I he just, didn't need to do that. I just, yeah, I just wish they'd stop doing this with Chad I, Gable. I wonder if this is just like fueling the fire with Matt Riddle and giving him to somebody to finally go up against because he hasn't had a feud with anybody since Seth Rollins. And I, yeah, and other than that, I think he's just kind of been... In the winds since our, uh, Randy bombs. Orton has been out. <laughs> oh, for sure. You know, for sure. I mean, even now, yeah, he's he's in the storyline with with uh, not Ezekiel, um, Elias, Elias, the wrong brother, know, and uh, I don't know. He wasn't even there. It was like yeah. I don't know. They keep mentioning it, but not really doing anything with it. So I don't know. Speaking of people that they haven't done anything with in a really long time, this is a weird way to bring in uh, Tazawa. But it happens. So oh, there's a poker God. night. JBL, Baron Corbin, somebody else who fucking random, knows. yeah. And and they're drinking Ugandan whiskey, and they're just they got a stack full of chips. And Tazawa comes and he says he wants to play, and he sits down, puts on some ridiculous ass neon glasses. Oh yeah, and JBL and Corbin are like no, but then JBL smart. Come on. He's like, hey, wait, Tazawa, do you know how to play? And he's like, nah, I don't know how to play. And he's like, well, your money's welcome here. <laughs> and it cuts. That's all we get for right now because it's a jam-packed Raw and it's Ms. TV time. Mm, yay. Mike TV. Mike. Let's be real. He comes out looking like Mr. Rogers took a shit. Yeah, they made so many Mr. Rogers jokes. I mean, he, he had did. The he get- hair gelled and glasses and a... Uh, what I thought was a sweater, but apparently he was very insistent it was a cardigan. What the fuck's the difference between a cardigan and a sweater? I don't know. Ask sweater. Mike. But nonetheless, he wasn't hosting the show tonight. Byron Saxon was hosting the show. <laughs> if you, just, just when you thought it couldn't get worse. Byron. Did I say worse? You said worse. Just when you thought it couldn't get worse. Byron Saxton was the host of... Why has everybody got to hate on Byron? TV? I'm just not a fan. I know, but have you seen that man with his shirt off? I don't care. What but does that have to do with commentary? That dude works so goddamn hard. That's great. And he, like, honest to God, every time they put him on camera, people do nothing but shit on him, and he smiles. Hey, he's like you said you'd be. 
You know, you would be that is true. in Chaos Project or... That is true. And just get your ass Byron, whipped. give me a call. I'll be your... Uh, I don't even give a shit. I'll be your water boy for yeah. sake. <laughs> Come on. So, Miz comes out. Mike comes out and says that he wants to tell his side of the story with Dexter. Jamie's on a first name basis with the Miz. Well, I mean, it's because Johnny Gargano insinuated that we're dealing with Mike, not Miz. Um, so, he also brings out a picture of him and his family. Which is yeah. hysterical. He's got a framed photo and it keeps showing like them like trying to really run home that he's right. a family guy and a hardworking, a loving guy. dad, you know. Um, he's at one point said he's been there for 18 years. Is that really fucking true? I never fact checked that, but why would he lie? I, yeah. That's insane. 18 years? My... I remember watching him on MTV and he said back then, well, this is my dream. How long ago was Son that? Son of a bitch. Well, I was a child. I, Oh, God. Why, why do you have a pug video that won't <laughs> stop? It literally won't stop. Um, yeah. So, anyways, he's had it's 18 not... years. Goddamn pug. 18 years he's been in uh, WWE. Um, he said that he is sorry for paying Dexter. He just wanted everybody's sympathy. Oh, my God. That didn't work. Um, he said he was stuck in the house all weekend depressed. It was hard for him to leave the house. He's been in shambles, so upset. And then... Here comes Johnny, because he's got nothing better to do. I know. Than to, for some reason, collect the debt that Dexter Loomis is owed. Well, they've got a they've got a, a long history in NXT. But but. And they're running. I think they're trying so, to run off of that. So. You going over collecting uh, debts for Jared? Uh, Jared has no debts. Uh, but, but would you like approach somebody like that? You pay my man. I mean, if that was his only paying job and they wouldn't, yeah. So you're but, a good okay, you're but, a good friend like Johnny well, Gargano. Okay, I can kind of agree with you though. Because Dexter Loomis is obviously not an individual that is scared to stand up for himself. No. Why where is, is he? Why is Johnny Oh, he was there. He was the cameraman. Oh yeah, that's right. But why is Johnny is he cause I like I don't know if they're trying to play off because Dexter doesn't speak? Yeah, like he speaks for him, you know. I don't know. So funny because I remember that dude. He used to, he was look him up in TNA. It was the uh, uh, whatever like tough enough version of TNA had. His name's Sam Shaw. He is like surfer dude. He's got blonde spiky hair. It is the most ridiculous thing, and I didn't realize it until like six months after I first heard about Dexter Loomis. So to see him now, like, be, like, this super serious dude is really funny. I mean, I think it's a cool idea. I think it's a fun gimmick, but. He could talk. Let him come out and, like, figure out a way to let him, like, say something. Oh, yeah. Let him be, like, Sammy Guevara and just, like, use some cue cards or something. Something. Yeah. I mean, he draws. Have him draw a fucking picture. And that's, well, I mean, that's his gimmick already. And he, they started doing that and then he just disappeared. It just stopped. Yeah. It just stopped. And it just, I don't know if this is an excuse to get Johnny on TV. Yeah. But eh, whatever. <laughs> um, so. I, so I like it one week and then I'll hate it the next week. Yeah. I'm so uh, old, I'm wishy-washy over it. So Johnny says that Miz is full of shit and that him and his family were is. in Cabo because Maurice posted pictures even though he wasn't in them. He's not stupid. Uh, doesn't matter because in two weeks, Miz and Dexter will finally fight right. unless miz you know finds a way out of it like he always he does won't. um if dexter wins this match miz pays him what he owes him and he gets a wwe title but if the miz wins 
Dexter's never to be heard from again. How could, what he, he, how could he lose? Like uh, This is how they're firing Dexter. <laughs> Sorry, Dexter. They're going to change the match. It's going to be the... Where are they going to be in Winnipeg? No. Where are they going to be? I don't know where they're going to be. Wherever they're going to be, it's going to be that screw job of that city. Dexter's going to get screwed. It's going to be the last like minute or two. And they're going to shoot through the intercom. Or through Dexter the tapped. Dexter tapped. <laughs> I don't have to fix that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's, I can't see them going any other direction than letting Dexter win. It's really stupid. Cause yeah. How else would it go? I don't know how. Sorry, Dexter. Back to NXT. I, I love how they, they act like the Miz has something to do with Dexter not getting a contract too. But they, I love how they act like Johnny Gargano gets to make these stipulations, mm-hmm. too. He never even said he talked to Triple H. It's because the inmates run the asylum in WWE. No, it's All the, the wrestlers make the... Dis- oh, that's right. No, that's AEW, isn't it? Yeah. The inmates, inmates run, run the AEW. Asylum. I saw... It's Twitter. Twitter is a shit pot of... Especially now that Eon... Eon? E- Elon. Uh, yeah, follow us on that. Twitter at CAW yeah, Wrestling please. Pod if there's a Twitter when if, this comes out. Yeah, right. Twitter literally headquarters is like shutting down. People are getting fired. That's another podcast. I'm telling you, conspiracy podcast. Look out for the coffee and wrestling, coffee and conspiracy podcast. Coffee and conspiracies. Would you listen? I would. Well, that's because you like conspiracies. I'm not asking you. I'm asking the people. Tell us on CAW Wrestling Pod on Twitter. Again, if it's there. Um, So, Shelton Benjamin is backstage with Kathy Kelly. Kathy Kelly getting her time lately. Triple yeah, H making a lot of up people, for it. A lot of people super excited she was back, and mm-hmm. I guess WWE listened. Oh, yeah. They definitely listened for sure. So, Dominic Mysterio calls out Shelton. He said that he was in his prime when Eddie Guerrero and his dad were in their prime. Yeah. So, he pretty Which, much called them old man and said, I mean, I'll fight you. I mean, to be honest with you, he said that, and I, I went, well, yeah, but... And I, I thought about thing. it, and I was like... Yo, Shelton Benjamin's been around for a hundred years. He's still going though. Oh my god, and he looks good. And he looks phenomenal. But why are we bringing these guys out and squashing them like this? What a shame. But I think it's just a put over Dominic Mysterio. I, re- I still think you're right, and I still think this is leading up to him versus Ray. Who Mysterio? Yes. Oh, just building Dom up. Oh yeah, you got to you got to but you're gonna you know that's gonna be a WrestleMania match. Yeah. Like, you're oh, gonna, for sure. What's it's it's got to be April. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But I, Dominic but I, picked up the win, and he looked good. I but mean, I also think all of these losses is, is going to lead up to a Hurt Business reunion. Well, of course, it has to. That's, I mean, Just a weird way to start off a, a group of people you haven't seen together in a while. Yeah. So after that was Austin Theory. He was backstage with Kathy Kelly, who's getting, getting that, that money. The, yeah, they, they hired her back. So, I mean, you got to use her as much as you can. She's you, getting paid the same. No you might what. as well. But there's just been an unbelievable amount of backstage interviews, which, not going to lie. So there has been an AEW ever since Renee's been there, too. Yeah, for sure. It's been nice. She's a breath of fresh air, though. <laughs> At any rate, uh, so Austin Theory was upset because Kathy called him the former Money in the Bank briefcase holder. He's been very butthurt about his, about his loss, understandably. Yeah, he's real pissed off, like, during all this. He said that he became the face of the company, which, I mean, for a while, yeah, he really, really was. Obviously, aside from Roman Reigns. Right. And that now he feels more alive than he ever has. So he, like, looked like a completely different person when he was coming out there yeah. tonight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He had a much a meaner look about him. Um, Not very happy-go-lucky selfie. Yeah, you know, didn't pull out the selfie. Down. 
So yeah, he was not his usual self. Um, he was saying that basically the opportunity for him to have the United States Championship again was stolen from him, that it should have been the greatest cash-in in history, and out comes Dolph Ziggler saying, worse, and who better to put Austin Theory over after this horrible circumstance than somebody like Dolph Ziggler. Oh, and yeah. It was a really good match, but he needed to squash the shit out of Dolph. And he needed that win. He squashed the hell out of him. Hit him with, with an A-Town down. He hit him with two A-Town downs. Well, he hit him once, and then, of course, everybody's like, yeah, go for the pin, and he didn't. He picked him back up, and he hit him again. And then he threw him out the ring, and then into the stairs, and started beating his head into the table, and just mauled poor Dolph Ziggler. They ended up getting... Dolph Ziggler ended up getting the win via DQ. But I think this is we're going to see a more intense, a meaner side of uh, of theory here going forward. I think that's great. Oh, yeah. I instantly was like, oh, okay, I can understand it. Yep. It made a lot of sense. Yeah. It, it's now, unfortunate it didn't get him a title, but it's okay because now he has like this drive in him. He has this want to get a title as before it just seemed like something that was just bound to happen well he's even said you know he he no longer wants to be the up and coming he wants to be the now yeah so so it was actually really interesting they've turned yeah turned to something that we i think a lot of people thought had no idea why they would end up having him cash in like that and they made it into something that's going to develop into something good yeah it's going to be nice. I think it's going to be a good little storyline plot i think so too he's so young so just he's got so much time ahead of him mm mm-hmm. Can't wait to see what they do with him. Oh, yeah. So, long story short, JBL, Baron Corbin, and Tozawa finish up their game. Baron Corbin's got the last hand. He cheats, lies, says it's something else. Tozawa calls him out on it, wins everything, and is like, hey, I'm going to fight you in a match later. Walks away from all the money. Did you notice that? He didn't take any of the chips. He just left everything and was like, I'll see you in the ring later. So Tazawa getting a match that wasn't a yep. 24-7 match or him getting married to uh, Dana Brooke. Tamina, no one Mina. Was it Tamina? I thought it was Dana Brooke. Mm-hmm. It's Tamina. Who also was on. I mean, wow, they finally made all the uh, 24-7 participants like, actually Relevant. have a part in Raw. Yeah. Poor R-Truth blew out his quad. Oh, uh, yeah. But man, everybody there was just like really relevant. So. And they all Interesting got Interesting to see squashed. that that actually happened. Uh, Tazawa hit the Tope Suicida. Oh, a good one. And then he went to hit a second one, and Baron, like, side, you know, like, sidestepped. Yeah. And he just slammed into the barricade. And it, it, it wasn't Tozawa's best match, but it was nice to see him in, in a match. Yeah, right. And I don't remember <laughs> the last time we even saw Tozawa on TV. Yeah, it I was I mean, good. if it was, I'm sure it was the 24-7 championship. Absolutely. But, you know, the usual. Baron Corbin, end of days. Yep. Picks up another win. Yep. Um. So they end up explaining about war games and how the whole Bianca and Bailey thing, as far as the teams go, that there will be an advantage because one member of Bianca's team and one member of Bailey's team will compete on raw for the numbers advantage for war game. Right. So that was one of the things that they haven't said who yet, as nope. far as I know, I don't know if you nope. looked it up, but as far as I know, they have not said that. Um, again, I'm sure that'll be, a, I'm sure that'll be a game time decision because they also haven't said anything about their fifth member. No, they have not. So they're still one in the wind. I mean, any guesses? Charlotte Flair. Okay, I was thinking maybe Beth Phoenix because of the whole Rhea Ripley thing. Yeah, but Rhea's not involved in uh, the other team, though. Yeah, she is. 
Oh, that's right. She is. Yeah. That she, that's right. They announced that as well. So. I forgot about that. That's because Mia Yim ended up joining. Correct. That's right. Correct. But see, I think I think having Charlotte Flair come, because Charlotte Flair and Bailey. Of course. <clears throat> of course. That'd be fantastic but if you heard anything from Charlotte Flair. You also have Becky Lynch. Who That'd be great, too. A, Ooh, that separated shoulder was gnarly. She formed a strange like bond with... Bianca Belair. Or, I'm sorry, yeah, Bianca Belair. When she lost the belt to her. Correct. Or uh, lost the title match to her. Right. So. Kind of shook hands, insinuated that they would be kind of teaming up, and then that was a. And I've heard heard rumors that she's been, she's uh, been able to heal a lot faster than they expected. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm happy to see it. Yeah. Because honest to God, until the end of the match, I had no idea that she got hurt. I know. She played it off so fucking well. She apparently got hurt early, too. Oh, yeah. I saw it. Insane. I saw the replay. It was absolutely horrible. I don't know how she kept going. Just gotta. Two of them on that are, big of a stage. You gotta. Oh my god, the two of them are are two of the best wrestlers in WWE. Not just and women. then not just Phenomenal. that, but who debuted, who re-debuted after being gone for for uh-huh. months on end with injury, and also gone from being fired. Damage Control yep. debuted in that yep. match. Bailey came back after a long stint of being gone. And they challenged Bianca and enrolled fucking Becky Lynch, separated shoulder mm, and all. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. So I, it's either going to be Charlotte. I think, ooh, I think it might be both because we're still got one spot open on the other team, don't we? No. There's only, still, there's only one position left. Oh, that's right. Nikki Cross. Yeah, I got to remember these things. I should write this stuff that's down. That's okay. I actually have it written down if you want me to read it. I mean, I think we went over, but go for it. It is Bailey, Dakota Kai, Io Sky, Nikki Cross, and Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair, Asuka, Alexa, Mia Yim, and Beep. Whoever. <laughs> Insert name here. CM Punk. But speaking of Io Sky, <laughs> she uh, had a match with Dana Brooke. She did. Um, and again, another 24 7 participant being. Sent to the winds. Good to see Dana Brooke on TV, but she had a couple good moves. I'm not gonna lie, I've never been a fan. Speaking of Charlotte Flair, yeah, right. That was the last time I really remember seeing her on TV. Uh-huh. It was back when Charlotte Flair had her as a right. crony. But she had a couple good moves. But of course, we all knew it wasn't gonna lead to a win. No, no. So it's main event time. But before that happens, another backstage just diamond, absolute diamond. I have to tell you what Finn Balor said before the match started. I don't, I don't think you caught this, Mark. No. <laughs> he said, I'm Finn Balor, and I'm Finn to go out there and become the United oh, States did, yeah. champion. I did hear that. I did hear that. I, I just like, no, I think I pushed it to the didn't. back of my brain so I wouldn't remember it. Yeah. So he had a lot of confidence going into the match, and Finn Balor took on Seth Rollins. Yeah, and it was, I mean, it was... A- yeah, for a main event raw between these two. I mean, they were great. They did a great job between the two of them, but I don't know. Like, I really can't. I didn't write any notes, and I can't honestly think of anything that really stood out. I don't. I feel like that wasn't the main event, though. I feel like the main event was just Austin Theory coming out and beating up Seth Rollins. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that was the main event. You know, like the rest was just cannon fire too. Yeah. Oh, and here comes Austin Theory to just define that heel roll oh yeah and he kept screaming a visionary huh like that's all he kept saying just over and over and over he beat he, him well, into I mean, the he, yeah, he announcer did the same, table he did the same thing he did to uh Bob Ziggler that's his name 
I forgot who he was wrestling. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Austin Theory, or Seth Rollins got the win over Finn Balor, and soon after that, Austin Theory stormed the ring and absolutely just laid waste to Seth Rollins, and we saw a spitting, drooling, rabid, feral. Austin Theory as a as WWE Raw went off the yes, air. Yes, male version of Liv Morgan. <laughs> Great. Now they're making everybody's all, gone crazy. Now they're making all the short white guys go crazy. I know they should have went for the whole like zombie thing again for Halloween. Would have been perfect. No, I don't Remember ever want to see that again. That was <laughs> that was terrible. trash. <laughs> that was the worst. Oh God. It was a long and an interesting Raw, but let's move on to what I think was one of the best dynamites. In a very long time. Not that Dynamite's bad. Yeah. But AW Dynamite. Wow. Uh, WWE is notorious for like the week of their pay-per-views to not do much. Probably the smart move. Like you're really in it. And we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. that Probably a smart move to not have somebody who's going to be on the card wrestle the week of. Mm -hmm. That's not pre-recorded. Especially a bad move. Especially in such an intense match is what happened. Yeah. But. That's not what we're going to talk about. Let's talk about uh, this match that's leading up to the ROH World Championship match. Claudio Castagnoli and Brian Danielson versus Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho. I'm not going to lie. I got really confused on this match because I was thinking it was the four-way match. Yes. And I kept trying to figure out why everybody was standing on the outside of the ring. Understandable. And why are I you tagging them. in? And then I, Well, then I saw them <laughs> tag and I went... Oh, yeah, that's at the pay-per-view. Kind of confusing, but yes, we had a tag team match. Had to delete three tweets. Understandable. That happened Saturday, but for now, this happened, which was, again, unreal. They had their, their one of their matches for Saturday happen mm-hmm. on Dynamite. Like, who... Who would have thought these four dudes would be... Well, three dudes would be in the ring. It's really crazy. Like, I really have those moments all the time where... I'm watching something and I just get caught up and I'm like, mm-hmm. can you fucking believe that Brian Danielson's in AEW? It's insane. Like, what He's the not, fuck? Can you Chris believe... Jericho's not with WWE. No. Can you believe that Ca- Claudio Castagnoli is no longer in AEW or WWE? Yeah. He never won a world championship belt. Yeah. And came to AEW and within, what, like four months, won a belt. Oh, yeah. You know, he's appreciated. God, oh, my God. Talk about people like looking great. He is in like top physical oh my shape. God, he's gotten better every year. He's him and Brian literally have. They, I don't know. Brian's looking kind of homely lately. He looks homely, but he does that every once but in a while. His his performance. Oh yeah, is always not bad spot for a guy on. who was told that he'd never wrestle again. For real, all the things that these guys have been through. But it was a fun match. The biggest concern, I think. Uh, was Brian Danielson's eye. Yeah, they were I, talking about how he had a detached retina at one point and that there could possibly be a re-injury from mm-hmm. the Sammy Guevara match that was the two out of three falls right. from the week previous. So he was holding that eye a lot. Yeah, he was really nursing it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was, it was super fun. Oh, yeah. The big moves back and forth. There was, you know, everybody was doing their thing. Sammy doing the, the flippy floppins. Of course. You, I mean. There was that part where uh, Claudio did that huge pop-up European uppercut. Mm-hmm. He, like, threw Sammy Guevara up, hit him with the European uppercut, and I swear he flew, like, 10 feet in the air. It was absolutely insane. Oh, yeah. Sammy's so good at selling it, but 
Claudio is so good at making it look like it's just absolutely brutal. Oh, and those he's he's mastered those European uppercuts. Oh, it's, they're so perfectly well executed. Mm-hmm. Like you never see a botched one. He had Jericho in the corner and was just absolutely laying into him. Oh, it was so it was good. So good, great match. There, yeah. Speaking of Jericho, he spun Chris Jericho around sixteen times. Yeah, like I was I dizzy just I, watching. Yeah, it. I would have puked after four. So he's done this to Chris Jericho so many times, but I don't think ever that much. And on top of that, and this isn't the first time these all these guys have gotten into a giant-ass fight. No. But Claudio got the win. He made Chris Jericho tap. Yeah. With the sharpshooter. Or yeah. the the scorpion deathlock. Or sure. the, the whatever other name we can come up <laughs> with on this one. Doesn't um, matter. It picked up the win. Yeah. Great so, match. See if maybe that... Uh, shadows a little bit of what happens on saturday oh yeah and we'll talk about our predictions here soon yes we're gonna talk about that at the end of the episode so anthony bowens quite possibly the most heartbreaking match of the night but before it happened we were treated with what i kept forgetting was happening a special 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 music video oh the acclaimed music video there was an acclaimed music video it featured fake ass Swerve and fake ass Keith Lee, <laughs> and so holy shit, it featured Captain Insano, the original Captain Insano, <laughs> OG. It was hilarious. Uh, go back and watch it if you haven't seen it. It's hysterical to think that they get so much time to put these music videos on, especially during like a dynamite. They look like they just recorded it walking down the beach with an iPhone. They, all their music videos look like that. Like, I really think that's what they do. I think that's, like, the the uniqueness so to do, it. They, like, very DIY. They use the dead fly radio ethic. For sure. We got a house. Let's use that as like, a Like, why studio. would we hire somebody to, like, use their house when you could just use our house? We're just scissoring it in the living room. I mean, come on. Maybe use your mom's house and kick her out, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways, it was absolutely hysterical. But the second it cut... Daddy ass was on Swerve Strickland. Oh yeah, he ran up the up, he was up not the ramp, playing. started beating the hell out of him. It was really weird though. I'm not gonna lie. Like <laughs> Swerve Strickland's music hit. He came out. He did the like dip down thing, and he sat there for a second. And I was like, Why isn't Keith Lee's music hitting? So I did the same thing as you did. I was like, Where's Keith? Mm-hmm. Thinking that it was gonna be a tag team match, but it was <laughs> just a one on a random one on one. That's right. all you think. Okay, whatever. Random one on one. Yeah, the refs I, kick out Max Caster and Daddy Ass right away, because obviously Daddy Ass was not going to play nice. No, no. I don't know if he ever plays nice, but, you know, that's okay. So, Swerve gets a couple good moves in. Gets a couple really good moves in. And then, I don't know what he was thinking, but he did some type of arm What was this, wrench. like a side I don't know. body stretch? I don't know. It was violent, though. Like, I even it watched it. It was horrible. And the second I watched it, it was just like and, a gasp. And then the second it happened, Anthony Bowen started nursing the shoulder. Man, he stretched now, the shit out of that shoulder. Now, in wrestling, obviously, you're trying to sell an injury, and Anthony Bowen's has an injured shoulder to begin with that put him out for a little bit. And it seems like it might have been aggravated again. Yeah, because he was on Twitter, definitely wearing a sling. Swerve got the win, but honest to God, then this is one thing I did notice: Swerve threw everything that he had in his arsenal to keep 
Bowen's down. Like he God used damn, yeah, every he did. single he is move. So hard with his hits and shit. Like, but I mean, he hit every. He hit both his both his specials, and he saved up two finishers. And I mean, yeah, he, he absolutely destroyed he Bowen's. So in the ring, we cut to Samoa Joe. He's doing an interview with Tony Schiavone. I think Samoa Joe made a little jab at Triple H. A big jab at Triple H. He said something like. The last time I was in the ring with somebody like this and my work relationship, something like that, and didn't go very well. And somebody by the name of Paul. The other guy named Paul that I worked for. Yeah. And I had like that 30 seconds of, what did he say? Oh, shit. Paul Levesque. So I think he was talking trash, trash about Triple H. Yeah. Which is fun because now Smojo's totally heel and that's obviously fucking. Oh, yeah. Um, so good. And this is all just to, to set up again, you know. The rivalry that the three of these people have had recently, just within the last, what, week? Was that last week that... It's been brewing for two weeks. Yeah. Last so, week he attacked. Hops comes out, then Wardlow comes out. Uh, Wardlow sneaks up well, on uh, Joe uh, in the ring. Hobbs came out and was, it was just going to straight be a, a beatdown between Hobbs yeah, and Joe. Yeah, it seemed like it was just the two of them literally, like... Two steps away from them clashing, then you hear Wardlow's music. Uh huh. Everybody's looking around, typical, like, where's he coming from? Mm-hmm. And, and he comes up and sneaks up behind Joe. And it's just the, the thunderous big men of AEW just standing in the ring. Oh, yeah. They were that all. One thing that Tony likes doing is at least one match per pay per view. There are just some chunky, meaty men. It's great. Throwing each other he around. He gives you them flippy floppies. He gives you the big beanie men. Mm-hmm. And he gives you more than one women's match. Yes. It's fantastic. Even championship matches. Yeah. Like higher up on the card. I agree. Which gotta, yeah. gotta say, WWE is getting better with their women's they division. They really, really They've are. really, really stepped up their game. And I honest to God, I'm going to say it right here, hot take or not, I really think that WWE has a better women's division right now than AEW. I got to agree with you. I hate saying that too because I. You know. It's getting there. It's getting there. It's coming back. I think Soraya is going to add a lot to it. But I think got, Madison Rain is adding a lot to it. But they've got a lot, a lot to catch up with. They do, but AEW has a lot to catch up with with WWE. I mean, that's what on. I mean. That's what I mean. It, it's just it's years of just figuring out what the product is and how yep. to market it and how to promote it in the right way and. They know what the hell they're doing. AW's doing well. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's take some time. No, I love the women's division AEW. You know, bringing in all these people like, uh, I almost said Big Show, but, you know, <laughs> Taz and uh, Billy Gunn, uh, Christopher Daniels, uh, Madison yeah. Rain, all these people that have huge experience in other companies and having them come in and bring in their own opinion. You know, Brian Danielson and Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. It, it's really starting to develop it's just going to take a couple of years oh yeah but the women's it's coming back oh yeah it's a little bit stagnant for a while but it's coming back it's going to look it's going to look real good this pay-per-view oh it's going to look real good this pay-per-view so of course all three men are in the ring and what happens when you have three testosterone filled dudes two with championship belts one that wants whatever belt he can get his hands on they start just throwing down and the entire locker room clears I mean, it's very reminiscent of Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley a few weeks ago. Except no riddle with the sandals. No sandals. Um, and it, 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 they were just holding them back, and it was it set up a, new, a match, another match for uh, Full Gear, which is we're only four days away. And we're still still setting up matches. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But I instantly went, ooh. I know. 
I did too. That's fine. Uh, you have Wardlow taking on Samoa Joe and Powerhouse Hobbs in a triple threat match for the TNT Championship. I, I definitely feel bad for Wardlow because that doesn't mean that he has to be the one that gets pinned. Right. And these the other two dudes are huge. Oh yeah, and Samoa Joe is a big mean meaty man. dude, and he is pissed off in heel mode. Oh yeah. Digging it. Oh yeah, I love it. Oh, and I love Will Hobbs. And this I'm excited. My dude, I am so excited for this match. It's a great opportunity for them. So, next up, the AEW World Trios titles were up for grab as Death Triangle faced Top Flight and AR Fox. I mean, you had to know this was going to be a good match. Well, Darius was back. Which yep. This is the return, of Darius. After they could have just stood in the ring, and I would have been like, "Yay, Top Flight!" <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun, and I feel like Dante always has a really good time when his brothers there. They just vibe off each other, obviously. Really. Oh, it well. was like they had not missed a day of training. No. Them. And listening again to Darius's whole story, he was out for a year after they first debuted, yep. and then he was out for seven months recently. Yep. So he's been out a lot, uh, and this was yep. a car accident that took him out. So. Crazy story. He's back. They looked great. And AR Fox was on their side. <laughs> I don't know Dude what is so good. Yeah, I don't know what else there is to say. If you don't, like, I really don't know what else to say. He's if just you don't a legend think that in guy's Indies. entertaining. That dude is. is you are watching a, the wrong promotion. A monster. Um, can we just say? I think I say this every week. Death Triangle just has the best fucking entrance. Oh yeah, it's so sick. It's so good. It's so good. They're doing such a good job with them, and I hope they're not breaking them up by having like pack kind of like go back and forth between good guy and bad guy but here they kind of felt like they were on board with him like mm-hmm. everything was cool well, they're the kind of more on, on the, the bad guy side the now are on the line like you gotta, yeah you got like Penta good and bad or different you gotta you gotta defend that championship whether you like tom mm-hmm. brady or not he might bring you the gold so <laughs> moving down to tampa and whatever like Yay. now you're a super bowl champion and your like, brady fans here too right yeah, brady fan so nah. obviously we had three on three here the matchup was Darius uh, went up against Ray, Penta went up against Dante, and then we got to see AR Fox take on Pac at the end, and that was just, like, insane. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was AR's Dynamite debut. I think he said he grew up, like, 10 minutes from the venue. So hometown yeah, debut. Yeah, and he, him and Pac were just and he's, so intense here. And he's been all over AEW Dark. Mm-hmm. Um, he just did a match last week. I'm trying to remember who it was up against. Didn't get the win, but oh, really it was great match. really, really good. Um, so long story short, Death Triangle ended up picking up the win. Mm-hmm. I think that was obviously something that needed to happen, make them look good, keep the belts on them for a well, little bit. Well, it would have made the next segment really weird if they didn't. I honestly didn't even think about this. Like, they keep teasing the elite, but uh, I didn't even think about a match happening. I mean, I had a feeling. So but they I didn't want to get excited. Yeah, they get the mics, you know, typical, we're going to talk. Oh, yeah, and Pac. Pac always the Pac, one. Pac, talking shit. Yep. Uh, brings up, he knows all the rumors and all the little side talk on Twitter. Um, some unnamed, unmentionable group who uh, feels that they've been wronged. Uh, if they feel like showing up at full gear. They're more than welcome to yep, challenge for the ready. belts. And lo and behold, after the promo ended, it went to a graphic, which I'm sure was up on the Titan Tron in the, in the uh, arena. No, they made it right then and there. Yeah, hey, I'm sure they did. Um, that featured Death Triangle for, you know, in a, in a AW Trios tag titled match. And on the right hand side, manifesting from dust, 
The Elite. It was TikTok. TikTok. Was it TikTok? TikTok. Yep. The Elite ended up forming. So it is confirmed the Elite are returning to AEW at full gear to wrestle for the trio's wow. tag team championship. How dare Tony Khan side with them? <laughs> <laughs> You're only saying that because we both own CM Punk shirts and we're they're like super okay. crispy and now we can't really wear them without somebody looking Listen, at us. Listen, like I can't sit here and be like, oh, I hate CM Punk because it's been an epic ride. It's just a weird time now. I got my shirt in a grab bag deal. If you want like a dope ass wrestling t-shirt, but you Just really don't have bag. the money for it, All right. <laughs> go to Pro Wrestling Tees, All right. cheap plug. And, yeah, and buy, right. like, the grab bag, because, listen, I thought I was going to yeah, get, like, some... Yeah, if you're like, going to order tees, just throw one on there. I thought I was just going to get, like, some, like, random fucking wrestle or, like, some uh, James Ellsworth t-shirt mm. or something. But I was like, man, for ten ninety nine, like, I can't go wrong. Like, I can't even buy I know, right? anybody's t-shirt for that price. So I pick up a couple, throw them on the order, you know, when I'm getting t-shirts one time. And they come in. I get the brand new CM Punk... White. Black collar, white. Oh my god! I was they, like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" That was like the best selling T shirt of the year. I so, got in the grab bag, and then you got the uh, uh, super click, the super click with the bucks. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Adam Cole. Yep, absolutely hysterical. So I gotta go on a tangent. You went on a T shirt tangent. Yeah, we, we're on the topic of the elite. The elite are coming back. It's it's out in the open. Even you know. You hear at the end, you know, MJF references the the bullshit that's been happening in AEW. I got to say this. I I own a CM Punk shirt. I have not really been a CM Punk fan until he came to AEW. Because CM Punk has always been a man that has made, had left like a bitter taste in my mouth. Strictly because that man grew up very similar to me to where he grew up listening to punk rock, latched onto it, and had it like really build his life and do good for him. So to me, when I look at that dude, I think if this dude's like true to what punk rock is, then he shouldn't be as bitchy as he is. And I swear to God, every single time this dude shows up and does some shit and then fucking pulls some more shit and everybody, he gets whatever the fuck fired. He gets moved on. Fucking, he doesn't show up. He goes to UFC. Like, (sighs) I'm so fucking disappointed. In what happened to CM Punk's uh, run? Completely understandable. Because I was on board. I have never been a CM Punk like a fan. Like I said, until he debuted in Chicago in AEW, I something about it felt fucking magical. I bought the fucking a whole goddamn deal. I swallowed the red pill. I fucking bought into it. Got the shirt. Got hype for it. And then lo and fucking behold, it just oh. I just, it just sucks. Go back it just and watch sucks. Eddie Kingston's promo against CM Punk when they're in the ring and they're talking shit to each other. I mean, oh, yeah. the writing was on the wall. Oh, before we go too far, there was a backstage interview with Lexi Nair. Speaking of backstage interviews again, uh, it had Top Flight and AR Fox. They were talking about the whole experience with Lexi. And um, again, AR was talking about this was his hometown. His mom was in the crowd and he just was looking for a minute to be able to cry because he was just so overwhelmed. And then Lexi turned to AR and said, by the way, we just got word from Tony Khan and we are offering you a contract to mm-hmm. AEW. And man, I shed a tear for AR. I'm so happy for that man. Yeah. Because <laughs> after that match, that's what it felt like. You're like, damn, I want him to be a part of this. Oh, yeah. It's the same way with Bandito. Oh, yeah. After that Chris Jericho match, you're like, damn, 
I really hope he stays in, as a part of this. So I know, right? I can't wait to see what he does, but that was just Now, I, I don't think it's been fun. confirmed or denied that he's accepted or, or rejected the offer mm-hmm. yet. Um, nothing's been, as far as I know, as before this recording. No, uh, no, I haven't posted, seen anything so. yet, but. He did retweet it. He did uh, mention it in his tweets, which, you know, that's as good as a contract as is in these sure. days. Um, so. Nonetheless, at least he's getting appreciated and oh, understands yeah. that he's got, you know, a home if he wants one. Right, right. So speaking of Bandito, he faced Ethan Page. Mm-hmm. Wow. We got like a pay-per-view quality oh, that was dynamite match like multiple matches on dynamite were pay-per-view quality matches right before the pay-per-view and right. i mean come on how long is the pay-per-view going to be what like five hours it's gonna it's so 11 matches what a stacked ass week but we had ethan page and bandito and ethan page right off rip was extremely mad that he didn't get a huge pop so he's just a great the heel. crowd was flat they didn't deserve these matches. No. During that trios match, there was like nothing. I know. I kept saying The women's saying it. match? Oh, my God. You could have heard a mouse fart. <laughs> it was terrible. It was so quiet. It was bad. It was bad. And I know we've mentioned it before. It might just be fucking Florida. Florida people are just absolute batshit. But right. The, the two times we've been to AEW... It's been a sh- it's been a fucking madhouse. I can't imagine what it sounds like from the ring. Everybody's yelling constantly. Oh my god, we've there's there's literally there's fans in the in the stands chanting different things against the other people that are chanting just to chant against them. Right. This because crowd, the crowd can't shut up. This crowd here in, in Dynamite this night was just oh my god. It was like they they, they were like the Japanese crowds. They just were they were silent. Like they weren't allowed to. Yeah. <laughs> Taz at one point did say that he thinks that Ethan Page is going to take take the uh, win, like go all the way on this one. Yeah, he did. Which Impressive. Is, I, I believe that's what you said. Well, looks like you and Taz have very so. similar. I'm just seeing the writing on the wall here, and it's looking good. Yeah. It's looking real good for uh, my boy Ethan Page because he picked up the win. Which So he tried to hit the avalanche ego's edge at one point, and that shit got reversed by Bandito, which oh, was yeah. absolutely insane. Bandito had to get his good marks. And the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, you know, Bandito can take the loss. <laughs> yeah. Ethan Page can't take the loss. He could have easily he taken the one, it. too, though. He needed the win. He, oh, yeah. yeah. He's just on the up and Glad up, to and he's see, looking so good. Glad to see Ethan Page is getting getting a little bit of a push. Yep. Super happy with that. So he's moving on in the tournament, the yeah. Eliminator tournament. Um, well, we had Tony Storm and Anna JAS. Yeah. It was... There's not much to talk about. It was, it was a good, some filler. It was a good, solid match. Um, I, there was some Sweet Cheeks music. There was a couple of Sweet Cheese, cheese Sweet Cheeks music. I mean, I, <laughs> even Excalibur said, if we get, we keep calling it that, we're going to have to pay RJ City some, some uh, residuals. Shout out to RJ City for getting his first t-shirt. Yeah. Well, you know, hey, it's the, it's the It's the cardboard that he drew on. That's his backdrop. It's great. <laughs> He kept getting mad at all the fans that had like cheap homemade AEW t-shirts. So now they're Bootleg. legit. Legit. <laughs> um, but yeah, Tony Storm picks up the win over Anna JAS. Um, and shortly after the uh, right after the match, Jamie Hader comes down to confront her. Just a one final push for this match at uh at full gear. Uh, I was surprised. Honestly, it's good to see that a women's match, I guess an eliminator championship match, is the the main event of Dynamite. Like. I don't think anybody even pointed that out last night, which Good was kind of weird. Um, it wasn't the last thing that happened in Dynamite, right, but, it, but was it was the main the... event match. Uh, 
just wasn't much to be a match about. Like, no, I mean, they're just since- they're reiterating that they they were friends before and mm-hmm. things like that. They're like showing old pictures and stuff, which is kind of cool. It but, adds a little bit of you know fire to the flame here. But this couldn't have been more of a WWE pre pay per view match. Oh, for sure, it was shoulder nudges and I'll see you Saturday. Yeah, but yeah, there was more of that later. Um, I, th- I believe Ricky Starks did announce that he was okay, though, right? Yeah, he uh, last week Lance Archer attacked him and legitimately injured him. Uh, so they d- was not he wasn't cleared. I don't know what the injury was, but uh, this Friday they've rescheduled the match, which was supposed to happen uh, this Dynamite, but they've rescheduled it for Friday against uh, Lance Archer. Whoever wins that will then wrestle Brian Cage at the pre-show for Full Gear. Uh, and then following that, whoever wins the full gear pre-show match will then fight Ethan Page at Dynamite the following week. And what better way to end the night of Dynamite than with a promo by none other than John Moxley with William Regal in the ring? Yep. Uh, doing what they normally do, talking some shit. John looked tired. He kept saying Sunday. Yeah, he kept saying Sunday <laughs> instead of Saturday, which they, they re- him and uh, MJF referenced it. Yeah, at one point he was like, is it Saturday? Sunday? Saturday? Uh, okay. MJF kind of broke character there for a second. <laughs> but John's uh, cutting a promo, and he looks up the ramp, and Stokely's walking down. Yeah. And trying to distract him as the firm storms the ring, holding Regal back, and they just start beating the hell out of John Moxley, which, of course, triggers M- face MJF to come down to the ring. Of course. To defend John Moxley. Uh, lays out the ass boys on the ramp. Yep. Gets in the ring and just... Lee Moriarty, out. Kicks uh, Big Cass right in the nuts. W. Morrissey. Yep. The low below, the eye poke. It was like and, Three Stooges and, style. And saves the day. And I mean, hypes up the crowd and does everything that... MJF does MJ, well. I mean... But, but in like the complete opposite way. But he knows how to get you to love him, too. And oh, it's, yeah. It's, in an instant. He can take... We've brought that up before. He, he takes the crowd, and they're like clay, and he can just easily manipulate them and just put them back and be like, there you go, now you love me. Yep. Oh, wait, hold on. No, now you hate me. Yeah. He's so good at it. But yeah. he just talks shit, basically, to John Moxley, who's just laying there the entire time, playing dead, and... As soon as it's time for John to finally say something, he pops up like nothing and just <laughs> super tough guy just talks his smack back and, you know, typical bad guy, good guy. Oh, it was g- great. Good guy? Good guy, good guy, you bad know, guy, bad guy. promo before the pay-per-view. Yep. And holy shit, I'm really excited about this. These oh, guys yeah. know how to perform, so it's just... Oh, yeah. You don't need any special stipulations to this match. It just needs to go down. And that... That'll call it for Dynamite. Pretty much calls it. Now, after the show, MJF did call out Tony Khan. I want to talk about that real quick. He brought out Tony Khan, and, and uh, he was standing in the ring, and he yelled out to the crowd, did you come here to see John Moxley? And the crowd kind of booed and said, no, tell him who you came here to see. And everybody started screaming MJF, and he was basically talking of himself, but also the entire time really went out of his way to talk about uh, how hard Tony Khan has been busting his ass to bring everyone wrestling. Mm-hmm. And not only that, support the guys in the back. Yep. Um, you know, AEW would be no- would be nothing without Tony Khan. Right. And that was really cool. You know, heel or not, it's nice to see MJF come out there. He even said something on Twitter about, you know, we've never had like a better roster. Right. He definitely made a jab at the CM Punk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he said he's not going to allow any uh, anybody to come into his company. And take a shit on it anymore. Yeah. 
So because he said there was a lot of bullshit going on previously here in AEW. But pretty much they're on track and they're not worried about that anymore. And Tony better uh, pay up when it comes to the bidding war of 2024. Yep. Yep. And he really needs to to play that. He actually said, I I love WWE. Oh, yeah. But this is all off TV. Gotta play it. Of course. Of course. Of course. So that will wrap up the Dynamite before full gear. Now we still have Rampage, of course. Of course. So anything can happen. Of course. And it is live, too. Oh, okay, good to know. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So, yes, anything can happen. We still obviously have SmackDown to talk about as well, but assuming life and all things that happen, we probably won't have time to talk about the predictions because I think we're going to lump SmackDown, uh, Rampage, and the pay-per-view kind of in one little fancy grouped-up Christmas present. Yeah, um, and that should be dropping so Monday. So let's talk about predictions. Finally. All right. Took us a little bit because I I gotta be honest. There's a lot of matches, so let's c- try to get through this a little bit quickly. But all right, I've got a pu- I've got them pulled w- up here. It was a really tough one to to decide some of these mm-hmm. winners, and I actually have one that I have no clue. So all right, we'll, we'll have to we'll, talk one out. We're gonna start from the bottom up, as the Wikipedia states as of right now. Let's do it. So there's uh, a pre-show match. Now this one's gonna be a double decision. Correct. Uh, we've got the. AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament semifinals. Yes. But before that gets decided, who's going to win between Ricky Starks and Lance, Lance Archer? Archer Ricky Starks. Oh, yeah. 100%. And that'll make it real easy for you? Ricky, Ricky Starks. Starks. Yeah, I thought Thank the you. same thing. Thank you. Uh, make that one real easy. My dude. Yeah, I don't. Th- I can't the see. Up and the up and the up. And I can't see up. anybody else winning. Come on, Brian Cage is going to go to ROH. Not trying to be that guy. Lance Archer hasn't been on TV for a hot minute. Why would we let him go? So stonks. Okay, all the fucking way. This one it took me a second. Wardlow, Samoa Joe, yes. Powerhouse Hobbs for the TNT Championship. Are you asking me? Can I? Can I go first? Go ahead. Wardlow all day. Really? It's be three seconds. Really? Okay. They haven't been doing a lot with him. They've been doing this whole Warjo thing. This is a time for Warlow to come in against two huge guys, two, uh, no pun intended, powerhouse dudes, and come up victorious. Oh, yeah. Warlow's got this all day. I disagree. I love it. What do you got? Powerhouse Hobbs. I mean, I wouldn't be mad at I it. I want to see some gold. My dude. I want to see some gold on that dude. It would look good. It would. Man, I miss the overalls. And I think that would be, <laughs> it would, the momentum would be huge. Absolutely. And then you put Wardlow against Samoa Joe. I love it. All right. Up next, we have uh, Death Triangle taking on the Elite. This is the one I'm having a hard really? time with. I like, instantly picked. Okay. So what do I want? Death Triangle. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? The Elite. I'm, the Elite always do some shit they're like this. Win. That I mean, not to be like, ah, it's their company and they're going to like have them win. But come on. You can't just be like. But see, I don't think it's like that, though. I don't think it's. No, no. But it always works out that way. Like, it always happens to work out for the Young Bucks. And Yeah, but there's a reason why the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega are at the top of the pile. They are missed, man. They, they are okay. so talented. They toppled CM Punk. Mm-hmm. Like they are the, the they call themselves the elite and yeah. they went out and Pun they made a company. Oh, like, man. I mean, come on. Absolutely incredible. I, I, I got to say the elite. It's got to be the elite. It's got to be. That's, that's what I'm going with. Uh, after that, we've got Luchasaurus versus Jungle Boy Jack Perry. In a steel cage. In a steel cage match. And I think this is another opportunity to put somebody over. It's 
gotta be Jungle Boy Jack Perry. I gotta it's agree with you. Gotta be. I gotta agree with you. I think he's what gonna get his revenge on Christian Cage. Put him over. Then he beat Luchasaurus in a steel cage match. But then what do you do with Luchasaurus? He can still be a, a dinosaur. tough guy, dinosaur. A 33 million year old dinosaur? I don't think he needs Christian. I think uh, he can do his own thing. I don't, I don't think he needs to necessarily even talk. I think it's okay to have the quiet dinosaur. <laughs> I'm into it. And I <laughs> think there's Disney, things that we can do with the him. The Disney Plus kids movie, The Quiet Dinosaur. <laughs> Brought to you by Coffee and Wrestling. Wrestling I mean, Podcast. Danhausen's going evil. That's pretty apparent. Maybe we have Danhausen versus Luchasaurus. I don't think he would survive. Danhausen's a better wrestler than AEW has portrayed him so I know, far. I know. <laughs> uh, so Dude, I, I got to go with Jungle Boy too. Okay. Sting and Darby Allen mm-hmm. are going to be facing Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Yep. And it took me about three seconds to say that Sting and Darby Allen are going to win really? this. Really? They're undefeated. They haven't lost a match and together. And that's exactly why they're going to lose. That's why oh, Jeff Jarrett okay. and Jay Lethal are going to break that streak. They're finally going to split up. Sting and Darby Allen, and Darby Allen is and do what with Sting? I don't know. Just keep having him face Jeff Jarrett. He's That's cool. Sting. I know. Fucking, he could just show up and be like, "Hey, I got face paint on and a baseball bat." Cheer. Uh, I like the the faction with him and Darby Allen though. Oh, yeah, I do too. It hasn't gotten stale for me. I think because no? they don't do it very often. Yeah, but it's Sting. But it's, I think it's I who? think Sting. Sting. <laughs> I think Darby Allen needs to stop. Having, like, oh my his god, the matches, daddy? the matches against Brody King, the ma- like his single matches, they're awesome, they're mm-hmm. great. Why does he need to be randomly tagged up with Sting every single time there's a pay per view? Give me a Darby Allen pay per view match, sure, like for real. And you can you can only do so much with 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 Sting around. Like he don't get me wrong, he does his spots, but you get one spot out mm-hmm. of Sting. Can we see Darby Allen versus Ar Fox? That'd be good. That'd be really good. That'd be really good. Maybe next pay-per-view. Tony Khan, I'm telling you, <laughs> I'll work for free. Just pay me in tickets. No, not free. How many times have merch. I told you this? This is fine. I do it for, I do it for the love. Up next, <laughs> we got Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, versus Soraya. It'd be really stupid to have Britt Baker win this one. Britt Baker doesn't need a win again. It's Britt Baker. But it would solidify her. God, it would be good. But then what do you do with her? What do you do with Soraya after she loses? You just have her do like everybody else does. No. Yeah. Mm-mm. It's going to be Britt Baker. Okay. Britt Baker. Okay. I mean, I'm not mad at it. Britt's my girl, but okay. What about Jade Cargill versus Nyla Rose? We're not even going to talk about what the hell they're doing with this. Just who do you think is going to win? Jade Cargill. I think so, too. I, I don't. I, I don't know. Be really weird to have her lose this right now. And I think Nyla could not. Mm. I, I, she can afford to lose. Well, yeah, for sure. Like, it looks like, honest to God, it just looks like she's having fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Khan did say on this, uh, they did the pre-pay-per-view media call. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did say that they really are letting, letting her, her, like, her personality, like, Nyla's personality get, get, like, brought to the front with this. It's it's very apparent. Yeah, she's like very you, very goofy. Very. Oh my god! If you like follow anything with Nyla Rose, Twitter's great with her. She's hysterical. She's a really yeah. funny person. All the videos I've seen with like Ethan Page's vlog and Danhausen's vlog and whoever it's been that Nyla's in it. She's got a great personality and a oh, great sense of humor. She's hysterical. So the second I saw this whole like 
stealing the championship thing, I was like, that seems like something Nyla would actually do. Mm-hmm. So, oh, one hundred percent, and treat it and like treat it like a playground, like bully kind of thing. You sure. know what I mean? Absolutely, but uh, uh, yeah, I gotta how about go. Jericho, Daniel Bryan, Sammy Guevara, and Claudio Castagnoli. I honest to God might have to plead the fifth on this one. You're pleading the fifth. I don't know. Like I can't. The only one, if I had put a gun to my head, make a decision, Chris Jericho. I think Chris Jericho as well, but I have a little bit more to back it up than just gun to the head. What's up? I personally think that it's going to get to a point where Tony Khan's going to sign this deal to get ROH's own show, Mm -hmm. and there's going to be some type of match beforehand, maybe a pay-per-view when it first starts, something like that. Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised if a pay-per-view as soon as the deal's signed. And Chris Jericho goes up against somebody who's maybe a little bit known in AEW, uh, more known in like ROH or maybe mm-hmm. more known in like the independent scene and comes in and takes that belt off of Chris okay. Jericho and has that t- that reign of I beat Chris Jericho mm-hmm. on the first televised ROH match, you know, in 2023. Right. I think that's what it's going to be is for so- to push somebody over. Again, Chris Jericho can take the loss. Oh, yeah. But I think he's going to hold on to it long enough that it, it transitions over like that. Mm-hmm. And then they can make sure Chris and Brian and Sammy and Claudio all stay in AEW. Mm-hmm. And whoever it is, you know, obviously transitions over to ROH. But I think it's somebody who's not here yet. Yeah. Okay. Maybe even like somebody like Dalton Castle. I mean, okay. maybe. I mean, he already wrestled for obviously it. Obviously, he has. He's like wrestled for it. He's got, they have the, the, what is it? A trios belt and they have the ROH trios tag belt. Uh-huh. Yes, but they're not even signed to ROH, which is funny. I don't funny. believe so. No, I don't so. think anybody's signed ROH no. right now except but, for a handful of people. Mm-hmm. But somebody like that would be fun. You know, Dalton Castle comes in, he beats Chris Jericho, and he's the champ. Right. It's a big, huge thing, and you can keep your stars separate. Yeah. So. Up uh, up next, we got Tony Storm, the interim women's champion, versus Jamie Hader. Tony Storm saying some really interesting things about Thunder Rosa. Yeah, she is. But that's not a, really buddy buddy anymore. No. I don't know if that's like kayfabe or like personal. Right. I mean, the way that she's saying it, it makes sense. She's like, this is an interim championship. If I lose, I'm never in the record books. I'm not really a champion. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a lot of pressure on my back, and she really does. Yeah. But I feel bad for her because she's just not going to pick up this win. I think she is. No. I think she's a retain. Jamie Hader's got this. No, I don't think she's. I don't think Hader's gonna hate. I think Tony Khan <laughs> wants a Thunder Rosa Tony Storm match. Maybe. I think that's Just what he's like holding out for. Because even at the, again, the I don't wall, know when Thunder Rosa's coming back though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he even said he's he's. I don't know. I I don't know what he's supposed to do with this. Because you're in a shit show right Tough now. Because you've been in it for so long, you can't just pull the plug on it and it'd you be can't. fair. But at the same time, how long do you do you run this interim women's and in, in, you know non-interim and you know how long do you let somebody be a champion that can't defend their championship? No, and doesn't you, know when they'll be back definitively. Yeah, you did it with CM Punk, and it was a shit show. Yep. And then the minute it all fucking came to a head, it went even shittier. Yeah, it was an interim year for AEW. Yeah. So, assuming that the Acclaim do face Swerve in Our Glory, which I'm really thinking at this point is not going to happen. Yeah. I, I, I pick the Acclaim. Yeah, I don't see Swerve in Our Glory winning this one. But I don't think this is the time that they break up Swerve in Our Glory yet. I don't think this not match yet. is going to happen, though. I really don't think it's going to happen either. 
I, so although, hopefully they have a good backup. Although I did bring up earlier, I think they need to induct the uh, the Freebird rule. Oh, yeah. I think this is a fantastic. And have Billy Gunn fill in. This is perfect. For Max Caster. Or for uh, uh, Anthony, Anthony Bowens. Bowens. We have Max Caster. We have Daddy Ass versus Swerving Our Glory. Max I mean, he's Ass. Got, yeah, Oh, <laughs> you have this incredible uh, rivalry between Daddy Ass and Swerve Strickland. It would make so much sense that this right. would happen. Right. So much sense that this would happen. But whew. that's my vote. That's a quick Tony turn around to, uh, you know, practice those uh, moves in the back. I know. Right. But I mean, this is Billy fucking gun. He's been wrestling for 30 goddamn years. He can pull this off. Oh, I'm sure he can. If anybody could. Even with his hand, even with his fingers tied together. Like oh, a... he didn't have hands. To he use. doesn't have hands. He doesn't oh, have hands. He lost his no. hands. He doesn't need them. Hands. He's got his ass. <laughs> uh, and then finally, we have. I don't know. John Moxley taking on MJF. I've gone back and forth and back and forth. And I have an answer on my paper, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure I believe it. I'm going MJF. I believe That's my gut, but I, I believe that this is the time that John Moxley finally gets to go on vacation. Yeah, he needs that six weeks. But no, I really think I think it would be good to give MJF the belt right now. I do too. But I also think it'd be a great to just watch him burn to the ground. Entertaining I nonetheless. <laughs> I think he's gonna win. I think he's gonna take it home. I'm kinda thinking he's gonna win it too, but I it's, think, it's tough. I think the firm is gonna come out. And they're going to act like they're going to fuck over MJF. And then MJF's going to pull some shit. And even though he's been fighting with the firm, it's all been a ruse. And he's going to pull the ultimate heel to where he dangles. He dangles the face carrot in front of everybody. And everybody nips at it. Everybody gets a little taste because it scrapes on their teeth. They just barely get it. It's just, and he's just sitting there with, that, with, the, with the feed in his hand. And we're all just eating out of his hand. And he's just going to go. Fuck you and take away the carrot and take away the feed. And we're all just going to be sitting there salivating. <laughs> just like, oh, what? Well, no, daddy. No, I want my food. Give me my food. And he's going to be like, fuck you. Do remember the what MJF said to John Moxley. And that is the greatest thing the devil ever, the greatest trick the devil ever played was making you believe that he wasn't. That he didn't exist. There. He didn't exist. Yep. Yep, and he Possibly. said he's going he's to see, you are going to see the devil in me. One thing I've noticed, too, is he keeps saying, I'm not going to use the dynamite diamond ring. So I keep thinking that means somebody doesn't, else Yeah, it doesn't mean somebody else won't, yeah. Right. That's, I'm telling you, the firm. You think he's going to get a dirty win? Or oh, do yeah, you think 100%. he'll win it clean? No. I think he's, okay, let me rephrase that. I think MJF is going to win clean. But I don't think people outside of this match uh, are okay. going to allow it to be as clean as it should be. Okay. Fair I enough. think there's, like I said, I think the firm is going to have something to do with the result of the match. MJF is going to act like he's mad about it. And then once everybody's on his side and booing the firm, he's going to turn around and shake, he's going to shake Stokely's hand. Okay. You heard it here. If right. I swear we to will, God, we will, Tony Khan, if you fucking, tweet. <laughs> if you pull this shit and all of a sudden do that, I'm, I'm driving to Jacksonville. If I'm right, swear to God. <laughs> He's listening. I, he better be. If he is, just come over. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> for real, invite us in. I got weed. So I think that's going <laughs> to do it for the podcast for yes. today. Yeah. An hour and 15 is our longest one yet. Yet? Yet. 
Oh, I kind of rambled on forever about this between John Moxley and MJF. We need to have. We're gonna we're gonna start making extra episodes. Just some just co- talking about some the coffee talk with some coffee, coffee and wrestling. Talk about these promos. But uh, can can you tell me what you're most excited for, real quick? For what on Which match? Uh, full gear? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, honest to God, John Moxley, MJF. Yeah, one hundred percent. The rest is just like entertainment. Time to eat some more barbecue. The you know? trios tags match too. Interesting to see number one and number two on my on my radar. Happen. I mean, I, I feel like they're not going to come out wearing the same outfits they were just rocking, like, a couple months ago. I like, hey, they, we're back. I hope they come out in the exact same outfits <laughs> that they won the titles in. Do you th- uh, Did Tony Khan ever say anything about whether he's going to be doing a media scrum afterwards? <laughs> I don't know. Probably not. The last one didn't go over so well. say don't do it this time. Well, I mean, the problem's not there anymore. Who, Marina Shafir? Sure. That's his problem. If Marina Shafir is Tony Khan's <laughs> biggest problem, then he's not got a lot of problems. I mean, not to be that guy we've talked about a million times before, but Tony Khan should have felt the vibe. Oh, yeah. The vibe must have been stank. Well, thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> We're going to end it on, on some stank. Uh, follow us on Twitter at CAW Wrestling Pod. We live tweet as much as we can every raw smackdown dynamite and rampage if it's there i'm telling you it might not be there twitter's having a bad day i know twitter's, <laughs> twitter's in the hot seat right now but but we're I, still there i'm there I'm and there. i'm at a bacon party i'm at gunk gunk dudley thank you for listening we will catch you after full gear hopefully the world doesn't burn but the devil will be it Bye.